The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Two Point Conversation, football talk for fans by fans right here on the network at BICBP-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, one of your hosts and alongside with me this week, back in action, Mr. David Brick. What's going on, buddy? How are you? I never know if you want me to introduce myself or you want to do it for me. (laughs) I don't... It just kind of rolls off the tongue me doing it, but it also... it. it's a little selfish on my part. No, like I like it, but I never know. <laughs> I don't know if you're like, hey, introduce oh, yourself. Or, hey, yeah, I got that it. radio personality voice you thing do. going now, so I just kind of go you with the, the flow. The, I don't yeah. like it. I don't like sounding like radio personality. <laughs> nah, you got that radio voice. You're All made right. for this. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. Good, good looking <laughs> out. Good looking out. I got you. <laughs> so, uh, so the weekend is coming to a close. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, what a weird... Weird, strange, very extra weird week of football yeah. that we've uh, just witnessed here today. I, I feel like there is nothing fun this week. Is that no, that fair? makes sense. That's fair. I think that's fair. I don't know. It's like all the teams I like are on a buy or like kind of like are interested in, <laughs> aka the Bills. But right, I don't know. I just felt like there wasn't anything fun. I mean, there was upsets. I mean, but there were upset blowouts. Yeah, like watching the Patriots score fifty four points on the Jets is like. Eh. <laughs> the Giants have, you know, being the Panthers is like, eh. I mean, I don't know. A lot of blowouts. I guess the closest game was what? The Falcons? And that was probably, I think that was the closest one. And like, who outside of Atlanta and Miami cares about that game? You know? Not I. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I have Matt Ryan as a starting fantasy quarterback, but that's. You know, fantasy is the only thing that keeps you going on weeks like this for me. But, uh, you know. And I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> I have. Um, I had some issues in fantasy. Actually, this is kind of fantasy related. I don't even know why that translation occurred, but I, I need to, uh, everybody, I need you to sit and um, hear me out. I would like to make a public apology right now to former New York Jets first overall pick, Sam Darnold. This man must be stopped. Okay. <laughs> yes. Someone uh, stop this man. All right. As mentioned several times. I have bought Sam Darnold's jersey. I was excited for Sam Darnold and a Carolina Panthers jersey. The first three weeks went very well until I hit the purchase button for a Sam Darnold jersey. Today he was benched in hopes to spark something. Unfortunately, it did not work. They got waxed by the New York Giants of all football teams. The Giants. (laughs) Sam Darnold, I am sorry. Oh, my goodness. If you... If if you never ever listen to this show again, <laughs> I like how you say again. <laughs> I would not blame you. You know, someone's got to send this show to him and make sure he hears this because <laughs> this man has single handedly cursed half of the NFL quarterbacks. I did. The, what this year, last couple of years, is that fair? This year, definitely. Yeah. Uh, John Gruden got fired after I bought a Derek Carr Raiders jersey. It's just on. Josh Allen lost them, slipped on Monday night after I bought a Josh Allen jersey. Yeah, the 
There's more. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> I have a, I have a you know, and it's like everyone has been talking about the Madden curse, maybe like coming back now with the Mahomes this year, and, <laughs> oh. and it's just like. There's no Madden curse to me. It's just the Matt curse. It's just the Matt curse. That's our own little local hidden one. Yeah. If yeah. he purchases a jersey, like bad omens are their way. I can't wait to buy another Josh Allen jersey. Right yeah. Before and they and play this, the Colts. this asshole <laughs> buys a Josh Allen jersey after I begged him not to. <laughs> and there you go. They lose on a fourth and one QB sneak because he falls. What week are we in? Seven? Yeah. And what are they? Four and two? Yeah. I'm gonna be, I have 11 more Josh Allen jerseys to you buy. You are a horrible, <laughs> horrible human being. Horrible human being. Buffalo has had nothing fun sports-related for years, and you're just going to keep us cursed, aren't you? Of course, naturally. That's, yeah. that's how I roll. Yeah. That's well, how I roll. Well, you need to be stopped. I know. Well, maybe someday. <laughs> the only person who can stop me is my wife, who has to see these packages coming in. Like, why are you getting more jerseys? Well, well she I needs have, to like, cut your debit card, your credit card, and... <laughs> Put you on a leash and feed you spaghetti. Probably. She probably does. Uh, all right, buddy. We got a lot of games to talk about. Well, we, no, we don't really. Uh, <laughs> it was a short week. We had six teams out um, on buys. Let's start off with our wonderful, exciting Thursday night football game between the Denver Broncos and the Cleveland Browns. All right. Uh, Denver falling to Cleveland. A Case Keenum-led Cleveland yeah. at that. At 17-14. to 14. It was a barn burner. Um, honestly, I, I just have to start out with my fantasy fail of the week. I feel like that's every week I, I complain about something fantasy related. So I use this app called Sleeper. I don't know if you ever I have it. Yeah. Okay. That's my dynasty app. And just when there's players that go in and out of IR, it just like locks your, your lineup. But then you have like a taxi squad for your like minor league players. That's like, you know, if you're, you know, zero years to experience the three years, you can put them in what's called a taxi squad. So when I have people coming off IR, I would like to drop some, move them to the taxi squad. But you like cannot do any of these moves unless you just drop the right player. I was trying to fiddle with my lineup for an hour and I like couldn't do it without dropping someone that was good. And I didn't want to do that. Right. And it was just it's very hard to explain. But I picked up. Dearness Johnson, who probably two people in all of the, the world, world had him <laughs> on their team. But in my dynasty league, we have so many spots. So I picked this guy up and I have Kareem Hunt in my lineup who's out. And I tried so hard to like change the lineup. And then I got distracted, got back to doing my actual job. Yeah. And then I went home, took a nap, woke up, game started, <gasps> and Hunt was in my lineup. Oh, no. And that guy was on my bench, and he lit it up on my bench. He had, like, 27 points. Yeah, they, they said he was one of the better... Some some stat wise, he he had like one of the better running back games of yeah. the year. Yeah, and he was phenomenal. And because of that, I need Jameis Winston to have a pretty good game tomorrow just to to win the game. Which is I feel for you. That's depressing. So when I when you said you know let's talk about the Browns Broncos, that's all I can think about. And I don't blame you. I mean, you know what? It, good for Cleveland to show that they could win with depth. And right. I get it. It's the Denver Broncos, but they won with a third string running back, mm-hmm. um, which is impressive. And it's hard to do. And, and, and a trust backup me, quarterback. Right. So. For sure. Case Keenum. I know o- Jarvis Landry did come back this week. Uh, OBJ did play a little bit this week. And Case Keenum still went out and played. Um, you know, I, as much as I hate Colin Cowherd, mm-hmm. he brought up some interesting points. Like, do you think the score, like the margin of victory is much different with Baker in there? Honestly, 
know. I don't know anymore. I I think if you were to put Baker Mayfield in that game, do you think the Browns win by a little bit more? Yeah, I do. I think maybe, you know, you're talking a touchdown right. maybe or or 10 points, but it's a fair assumption. He he makes some throws out there that it's like you don't expect a guy at this point in his career to be making that god awful throw. There was like a throw last week that he overthrew like a post rant, uh, post route bad by like 10 yards and it got picked and it's just like uh, like I don't know then like people are talking and you know the Browns I were I like Baker and I'm not saying like Cleveland should move on from no that's, no that's I'm not the, saying yeah. that at all but I mean, he's good but right. like y- y- this is a team that going into the year everyone thought they were gonna win the Super Bowl like it was them the Chiefs Bucks and Bills correct he's like the top four teams and yeah they don't look anything like what people thought they no were. they I mean they just edged out Denver right and for Broncos fans too like where's your head at right now as far as be, you know what I mean? You start, I mean, three and zero start, and you've lost four straight, and you just lost to a backup quarterback, right? In prime time, <laughs> you know, it's it's it, they, you look at the Broncos too, and it's like, what do they have that makes you like happy to be a Broncos fan? You know, right? It, just, there's there's not a whole lot. I mean, Teddy B was you know his his ups and downs. He's he's human again after you know beating up what the Jets, Giants, and some other bump one team. other bump. Yeah, and you know everyone, even me, I I wasn't sold because those teams were bad, but I was like, hey, I'm impressed right now. Like maybe the Broncos are low key. Their defense is decent, keeps them in games, and Teddy B was playing pretty solid. So I don't know. It's just uh, if I'm a, if I'm a Broncos fan, it's it's bleak. Take me to back to the last twenty years of being a Bills fan. That's the feeling I would feel. Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, their their quarterback purgatory is it's terrible. It's, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. even if you take Peyton Manning out of the equation, this team still can't home grow a quarterback. Like yeah. that, that Peyton Manning run. Yeah, but listen, you haven't been able to get anybody. You get all these veterans who are on the down downslide of their career, yeah. the downside of their career. They keep doing and that. Dr- I don't know why. I, I don't know either. Is that Joe John- Flacco's got to change the call to that? Here. I think yeah. that's John Elway. Right? It used to be. I don't think he's responsible for it anymore. Maybe. But oh, okay. But at least this year, he. I think he had like a little change in uh, change in scenery in the workplace. But I, I feel for De- like I can't believe how far this franchise has fallen. Bad. The You're- last winning season was the year after Peyton retired. They went nine and seven with Trevor Simeon. That dude was not good. No. <laughs> No, he was not. And it's like if they just had any type of decent quarterback, they probably could have been better than that. Right. Their defense was elite. And I don't know. Yeah, it's just they, they fell real, real hard. And it's like, what's what do they look forward to? Yeah. They're not <laughs> a whole lot. Because they're going to be a team that ends up finishing with at least like somewhere in that middle range pick of middle higher. Yeah, and even still, the quarterback class isn't very good this and year. And then, yeah, and then even then. So what, are they stuck in this purgatory for X amount of years? Yeah. Maybe they- yeah. They trade for Sam Darnold and boot Teddy. Oh, Teddy B yeah. loses his job to Sam Darnold again. Yeah, and then you'll um, buy a Broncos Darnold jersey and you'll probably <laughs> curse him back to oblivion. Huh? Probably, <laughs> mostly. Well, you know what? I already have a Broncos jersey. I never. I don't have a Carolina one. So that's kind of why I did that. But um, there was a lot better options I could have chose. Don't get me wrong. Fair enough. Uh, your scoring drives for this game: the Browns open up with a touchdown. Deandre Johnson four yard touchdown rush. You go up seven nothing. Then uh, Chase McLaughlin fifty uh, two yard field goal is good. 10-0 lead. No score in the second quarter. Third quarter, Teddy B hits Melvin Gordon for an eight-yard touchdown, 7-10. to And the Browns, Case Keenum hits uh, Stanton for a one-yard touchdown, 7-17. to And in the fourth quarter, Teddy Bridgewater hits uh, Jay Williams. <laughs> <laughs> I love the dramatic pause. Uh, Javante Williams. Javante Williams. I got you. Nailed it. Yep. Um, and that's it. 
that's that's it. Uh, seventeen. That's right. He is supposed to be the guy. Yeah. Um, eventually, but yeah, seventeen fourteen win there. Your stats for the day: Teddy Bridgewater, twenty three of thirty three, one hundred eighty seven yards passing, two touchdowns, one INT, leading rusher. Javante Williams, four attempts, twenty yards, leading receiver. Cortland Sutton, five catches, sixty eight yards, and for the Browns. Case Keenum, 21-33, 199-yards passing, one touchdown, leading rusher. Dearness Johnson, 22 attempts, 146 yards, and one touchdown. And your leading receiver on the day, Austin Hooper, two catches, 42 yards. That is Denver. That is Cleveland. That is a Casey Keenum game if I've ever seen one. Oh, yeah. like that, If you were to like summarize his career in like one stat line. It's Big that. revenge game for him, man. Yeah. yeah. Big revenge game for Case Keenum. Yeah. Former Denver Broncos starting quarterback. Yeah. Signed that mega deal after that Minnesota Vikings year. And just yeah, poof. and just went straight downhill. But then he climbed back up that hill to beat him one last time. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> I'm happy for you. I like Case. Case has, a, has had a fun underdog story. And I've said it many times on the show, the Minneapolis Miracle is my favorite sport moment of all it time. It is. That was remarkable. Oh, that was remarkable. Gives me the chills every it, single it time. It should have been a pick, and they should have been tackled, and somehow none of that happened. They won the game. That was that was insane. <laughs> All right. Up next, uh, AFC North. We have a new division leader based on tiebreaker. The Cincinnati Bengals took the Ravens to town 41-17. to uh, they get with the huge victory, man, for this team. I think. Is it time to take Cincinnati seriously? I was just going to say, I, I I think we have to say this team's for real. Right. I mean, they're five and two. They gave the Packers a run for their money. Should have beat them. Yeah. They and they just smoked Baltimore, which kind of looks like maybe one of the other best teams in the AFC. Like smoked them. I would dare say so. Yeah. yeah. And and in the Chiefs are, are falling off, so it's like if they can mollywop the Ravens like that, what stops them from beating the Bills or beating uh you know the Which is the crazy because or, we've seen these like since that 2015 playoff appearance, mm-hmm. we've seen the Bengals come in. We've seen them start off good in the first quarter. Yeah. Like, I, I remember Cincinnati was like, I don't know, maybe 4-2 and two yeah. at one point, like that year. And then they played Mahomes on primetime, and it was it. They just looked like garbage. Yeah. So, But this is obviously a new regime. This is obviously a new, brand-new quarterback, mm-hmm. one of the best wide receivers in the NFL right now in Jamar Chase. Dude, he is a legit animal. Yeah. He's an animal. I think at this point going forward, I, I mean, I don't care if it's what seven games in for them. This dude's going to be a superstar until he retires. He's going to be the next Julio Jones for what he was. He's... He's good. Yeah, he's, he's that good. I mean, he had over 200 yards today. And and the one play he had where I think he had it was that 80 yard, 82 yard touchdown. The dude caught the ball and just shed a tackle like it was nothing. Oh, that was crazy. And that, it was like insane. he should have been dragged out, shed it and just and then even then he was going stride for stride and blew out the DBs and just easily scored. Yeah. It was crazy. And we can't like sit here and I mean just be like, yeah, I mean the, off- the offense crushed it. Yeah. But we got to give a lot of credit to the defense too. This uh, I mean, this is another no name like, I don't know a whole lot of names on the Cincinnati Bengals defense. Yeah. And they put they did that. Yeah. They did that to the Ravens who you I, know, read that led that miraculous comeback against the Colts a couple weeks ago, put the mm-hmm. put it to the Chargers last week. Yep. They did that to them. Yeah, I uh, the only one I, I I always remember his name is Okunjobi because that's Okunjobi. Yeah, yeah. What a sick name is that? Is that? A pretty cool. Name. I want to name my first. I know they got that, that that Hilton too. The other Hilton, the, the Hilton from Pittsburgh. Yep. Uh, what's uh, Mike? I think it's Mike Hilton. Yeah, Mike they got him from Pittsburgh last. Yeah, week. and like he's good. Um, and you know I'm watching this game and they did such a good job of containing Lamar and and Lamar still. You know he still broke out for for you know 88 yards, but they did a, they made him run the ball 
but they didn't let him break big when he ran the ball. Correct. That makes sense. Like, they stopped that pass attack. They and tackled good. And Lamar, he, Lamar was off a little bit throwing, too. That didn't help. A lot of big third downs. He, he was kind of airmailing them. I don't know if he was just, you know, got in his own head nervous or what, but... That, that we haven't seen from him all year. But they, they literally were like, we're going to make you run to beat us. And he ran a lot, but it wasn't enough to, to you know, score. No. You know, they, 17 points isn't enough. So Yeah, they kicked the crap out of him. It was good for Cincinnati. This is a big uh, win. This is one of yeah. the big, biggest wins in a long time. Th- this is one of those up-and-coming teams that just screams fun. Like, right. you got the LSU connection, Burrow, Chase. Like, I, something about the Bengals uniforms are just, like, amazing. I love them. I mean, top, yeah, they're top. And this top is good. And, and again, I think I said this last week. Good for Zach Taylor. Mm-hmm. Who I had written off. I thought he was going to be gone by the end I of this year. I literally thought that was a horrible hire. Honestly, I didn't yeah. even like him from the beginning. Right, and they're 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 a team that's going to be fun. Like they're just a fun team to root for. Joe Burrow, how do you not root for that guy? And Jamar Chase is great. They're they're they're, they're fun. And yeah. they, I am so happy they smoked the Ravens. Oh, me too. Me you know, too. It keeps things fun and interesting. It does. Man, AFC is all over the place. I mean, we're going to talk a little bit about that later in the week. But you know we're. Who's the best team in the AFC right now? We don't know. Is it Cincinnati? Honestly, is it? it is it? <laughs> if I honestly, to me, it's the Titans. Right, yeah, I was just saying, is the Titans after right. you know? I know the Chiefs have been slipping, but they beat the Chiefs, they beat the Bills, they and they did it earlier with some injuries, and now they're getting healthy. And like, I would say the Titans, as much as I cannot stand that football team, right? I hate them. Yeah, it's an interesting discussion right now because yeah. everybody's kind of beating everybody in a way. Well, the Chiefs haven't, be- haven't beaten anybody. No, Chiefs but, haven't beaten. But they'll anybody. be the ones in the Super Bowl. Well, of course, naturally, yeah, exactly. Because Brittany Matthews will complain or something. Yeah, or they'll just dance on a logo <laughs> or something. <laughs> Uh, all right, uh, scoring drives for this game. The Bengals open up with scoring 52-yard field goal from McPherson to put the Bengals up three nothing. Then uh, Justin Tucker hits a 45-yard field goal to tie at three. Second quarter, Joe Burrow hit C.J. Azuma for a 55-yard touchdown pass to go up ten to three. He had a, he, if that's the one I'm thinking of, it was a pretty sick touchdown. Unless he, yes, he, he might have had the 55-yard one. No, he had. The, I think it was the second one. Okay, it might have been, but he did have a, a pretty sick touchdown rush today. Our uh, catch, uh, touchdown for the Ravens. All right, Devontae Freeman off the left guard for one-yard touchdown rush, tied at ten. And the Bengals just hammered him. McPherson, 30-yard field goal is good, 13-10. to 10, And that is the score after ha- at halftime. Going into the third quarter, Lamar Jackson is Marquise Brown for a 39-yard touchdown pass to go up 17-13. to 13. That was a nice touchdown. It was sweet. It yeah. was sweet. Uh, and then jo- Joe Burrow hits C.J. Zuma for a 32-yard touchdown, 20-17 to 17 lead. And then Burrow hits Jamar Chase for an 82-yard touchdown pass, 27-17. And that fourth quarter, just piling it on, killing clock. Joe Mixon, 21 yards off the left guard, 34-17, and then Samaj P. Ryan, 46-yard touchdown rush. That dude, like, if you look at his stat line, he had, like, I don't know, I think he finished with maybe, what, 50, I'm looking at it now, 52 yards. And it's like, wow, average, you know, four and a half, four, yeah. seven to carry. But he, but he had that one forty six yard <laughs> and it really blows all of it out of perspective there. Like, oh, I know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's just weird how that stats can be manipulated that way. Very easily. Yeah. Very easily. Uh, your stats on the day. Joe Burrow, his best career game to date, 23 of 38, 416 yards passing, three touchdowns, one interception. Joe Mixon, 12 attempts, 59 yards and a touchdown. And your leading receiver, Jamar Chase, eight catches, 201 yards and a touchdown for the Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 15 of 31, 257 yards passing, one touchdown. He's also your leading rusher, 12 attempts, 88 yards, 
And the leading receiver was uh, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown. Five catches, 80 yards, and a touchdown. That is uh, Bengals and Ravens. Let's go over to Panthers and Giants. Man. <laughs> what a fun game. Was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. Man, Carolina, what the heck happened? I just, like, don't understand the Giants. Like, as much as I don't understand women, I don't <laughs> understand the Giants. More? It's one in the right. same. Yeah, it's like I don't understand it. I don't get it. They're like, I, I'm not saying the Panthers are good, but I just feel like the, the Giants are garbage, and then here they are, and they win by 22 points against a team that people are like, oh, maybe they're okay. I don't know. Is that is No, I mean, that's that fair. That's fair. <laughs> like, like, I don't, I don't I, I'm thinking of the worst to say because it's it's annoying. Yeah, it is. I'm annoyed right now. Like, when you don't, when you have that much uncertainty when you talk about a team, it's just like, it makes me feel like I don't know anything about football. Like again, Daniel I don't know Jones, about either like, of these teams. Like, as much I agree, as, there's no identity to them. Right, I think that's kind of what I'm getting at. Yeah, there's no identity to them. Like, what is this Sam Darnold on the on the Panthers? Um, and who the hell is Daniel Jones? <laughs> like, yeah, hey, he caught a pass like OBJ today. You see that Daniel Jones? He caught a one handed catch Stop. like OBJ style. I swear to God, go look at the picture after. All right, he's gonna be riding that that catch for seven years like OBJ has. No, like over his head. Oh yeah, it was one-handed leap while running. It was crazy. That's okay. So like, that's kind of sick, actually. That's kind of cool. But he's a quarterback. Like, I need make you, him a wide receiver. I, apparently, yes, he needs to go to wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I don't have a lot to say about this game. The Giants smoked them, and I'm still just like just eternally disappointed. With so, both. do you think there's still the uh, the football team? Isn't that what they call them? The football Giants, New York Football Giants. Yeah, Skip Bayless always says. Uh, is it is that a thing still? The football giants? Yeah, like I don't understand that. I guess that's my point. <laughs> what that name? Yeah, that was your original name. That's why. Really? That was your original full uh, full on name. Yeah, the New York Football Giants. Correct. Because I believe there was a New York Baseball Giants. Uh, not they didn't call the they weren't uh, called the Baseball Giants, but they were but just the Giants. And then I be- I have to double check that, but I yeah. believe there was a New York Giants. I just never understood that, and every time Skip Bayless says that, like, oh, the New York football yes. Giants, it makes them feel like a legit team. Yep, the the, uh, <laughs> the San Francisco Giants currently um, were in New York City from 1885 to 1957, so that's why they call them, they call them the football Giants. So For such a big market, they have such an underwhelming uh, production. <laughs> it's New York, <laughs> New York City is bad. Yeah. It's bad. Yep. Uh, your scoring drives for this game, Zane Gonzalez opened up the scoring for the uh, – for the Panthers, actually, their only points of the day. 45-yard field goal is good. 3 nothing. They should have quit there. Yeah, they probably should have. <laughs> the, yeah. The Giants got a safety on Sam Darnold. 3-2. to two. And, like, this game was, like, 3-5 to five for the longest time. And Yeah, it was. I thought I was looking at a <laughs> hockey game. <laughs> Second quarter, Graham Gano makes it 3-5 to five, uh, with a 49-yard yard field goal. And the third quarter, Daniel Jones hits uh, Dante Pettis for a uh, five-yard touchdown, 12-3 to three lead. And then uh, two field goals from Graham Gannell, 53 yards and 44 yards, puts them up 18 to three. And then a uh, touchdown from Devontae Booker off the left end for 19 yards. That is your final uh, score of the game. Stats on the day, Sam Darnold, 16 to 25, 111 yards, zero touchdowns, one INT. He got benched for <laughs> Philip Walker towards the end of the game. But uh, it is, he is apparently still the guy in Carolina. Apparently still the guy. I mean, the other guy went three for 14, so I hope he's not the guy. <laughs> P.J. Walker's not bad either, but yeah, it, I don't it was know. Good... I honestly have no idea what that he is. He was a backup for the Colts, and he was an XFL superstar. 
Okay. They're in the latest incarnation. <laughs> uh, rushing, Chuba Hubbard, 12 attempts, 28 yards, and leading receiver was DJ Moore. Six catches, 73 yards. Your uh, stat leader for the Giants, Daniel Jones, 23 of 33, 203 yards, one touchdown. Leading rusher was Devontae Booker, 14 attempts, 51 yards, and a touchdown. And your leading receiver, Darius Slayton, five catches, 63 yards. I just watched that catch while you were talking. Oh, my goodness. Right. I like, know, right? For, like, when you look at Daniel Jones, you don't expect him to make that type of athletic catch. No. The, 80% of that was luck. But, but honestly, oh, it 100% was. <laughs> uh, it, yes, it 100% was 80% luck. But uh, I, Can I quote that? Yes. you. you can abs- I put that on Twitter and say <laughs> I said it? <laughs> yes, you can. I'm, yes, you 100% I'm gonna, can. I'm going to steal your words and no one will know. Because <laughs> no, one, no one's listening who's going to tell on me, right? No, I, right. I don't think so. All right, let's keep it that way. All right, next game. Uh, the Patriots beat the shit. I don't like to swear on these episodes, but they. I know beat sometimes the it just comes out, out when you when you. See I have to things, yeah. Like fifty four to thirteen. I literally like. I'm watching the game. I'm in and out doing some cleaning or whatever. It's you know bills aren't on, but I'm looking at my TV and I saw fifty four. My my jaw dropped. I'm like, <laughs> who on that team is even capable of scoring this many points? Like I just didn't. I don't even know what happened, but kudos. I hate the Jets, so it's funny. Yeah. I mean, you hate the Patriots, though, too. So I do, like, but I also think the Patriots suck. So to me, it's just like a bad team a beating on another bad team. Okay. Yeah. Like, and then they beat them up that bad. It's just funny. I gotcha. I gotcha. Yeah. New England hammered it. Like, that's 54 to 13 uh, in this offense. I know it was a lot of defensive stuff. It was a lot of good, you know, offensive play from the Patriots, but my God. Dude, it's embarrassing. I, I actually. And Zach think- Wilson got hurt. He did. I, I don't know how long he's out for, but it does look like he might be out for a little bit. I'm not too sure. I think they said PCL, something with a PCL. Ooh, okay. So once again, I I still don't have Zach Wilson stats on here, but oh, hey, man. Mike White, I have his stats. Do you? I do. That's really weird. That that app does not like Wilson for some reason. It does not. That's weird. Because he's a Mormon. <laughs> Wait, is that a thing? I think he is, yeah. Did you ever watch South Park? I love South Park. The funniest skit in dum, like dum, 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 yeah, dum, 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 dum. Not, yeah. even, not even that. Not even that. That's uh, that's also the like the best episode. But it's not even that. The best like skit in any cartoon animated show like that is when everyone's just like in hell and they're like, "Wait, why are we all here?" And then like Satan just goes, "Oh, the right religion was the Mormons. The Mormons go to heaven. That's it." <laughs> and everyone's just looking at each other like, "What?" And I, uh, uh, I love South Park. Man. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. It's, it's a actually, great but show. It's funny. It's very. But it's but but back to football. I really, I thought out of the draft, the worst quarterbacks were Wilson and Mac Jones. And Mac Jones is really showing me that he doesn't have to be flashy, but he could just go out there, do his job, and, and win games. He's and, the best rookie quarterback yeah, right now. And, like, you know, the Patriots are 3-4, and four, but you're not drafting Mac Jones to win a Super Bowl this year. You're drafting Mac Jones to build a team around Correct. him. Correct. And I feel like they can build a team around him. 100%. Like, he's just accurate. You know, 24 for 36, 300 yards, two touchdowns. If he's going to do that every game... You're going to win a lot of games. You're going to win a lot of games. The Patriots are right where I thought they could be, and that's Mm -hmm. a 500. Well, they can't be 500, obviously, this year. Yeah, yeah. But they are around there. Nine and eight. Or no, right? Is it? Yeah. Yeah, it would be nine nine and eight. eight Eight, 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 nine. Yeah, that's kind of where I had them, and everyone else is like, 
at least in Buffalo, they're apprehensive talking about the Patriots because, you know, of the last 20 years. And a lot of people were like, they're going to make the playoffs. Like, they're going to be pretty good. I, I wasn't saying that. I thought they'd be about seven, eight wins. And, you know, they might. We'll, we'll see. But We'll see. I mean, listen, they've lost. They, they could legit be a 5-2 and two team right now. Think about it, some of these close games that they lost. Yeah. Losing to Dallas the way they did, losing to Tampa Bay the way they did. Yeah, they they lost to the Bucks by two points. They lost to the, the Dolphins on open day by one point. Yeah, um, you know, and then then the Cowboys in overtime. You know, you flip those three games, all of a sudden they have what like two losses. They're six and one. They're six and one or yeah. five and two team right, right now, which exactly. is crazy. And, and then you look at them that way, and then everyone is saying, "Hey, they're a playoff team." You know, yeah. So it makes it interesting. The hoodie man. Can't, <laughs> can't count him out. Can't, can't count, count him out. out. He no. finally got aggressive today, too. Did he? Going for it on fourth down. That's been a big complaint of mine and a lot of people's of his. Really? Is that he's very hesitant, but he went for it on fourth down. Probably because times. of that one Colts game. You remember the back in the day where he went for it on fourth down and that you like didn't get it and it, they lost? Probably that. Probably a little bit because, I mean, rookie quarterback, too. Yeah. But he's he's been crushing it. Yeah. Uh, your stats on the day, your leading passer for the Jets, Mike White. 20 of 32, 202 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Leading rusher, Michael Carter, 11 attempts, 37 yards. Oh, I didn't read the scoring. My bad. <laughs> Let's roll this back. All right. Your scoring drives for this game are as follows. All right. Kendrick Bourne hit uh, Nelson Aguilar for a 25-yard touchdown, 7 nothing lead there. And then it uh, looks like a blocked punt. Ooh, spicy. Yeah, blocked punt. Did I go up 14 to nothing for the Patriots? All right. Or maybe it was a punt return. Maybe it was a punt return. I don't for know. For the second touchdown? Yeah. Mine just says Damien Harris, one-yard rush, to make it 14 nothing. They must have blocked it or something. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not sure either. All right. Uh, <laughs> next up, Damien Harris. Uh, do, we, do we know what we're doing? I think so. Okay. Oh, that's the all dr- Wait, here it is. Okay. <laughs> now I got it all figured out. People stay to listen just because they like us, right? I hope so. <laughs> I really hope so. Uh, it was Damien Harris. Damien Harris that, that was the drive chart, not the scoring chart. Oh, chart. okay. All right, there we go. Back on track. Damien Harris, one-yard touchdown. Uh, then a Nick Folk, 39-yard field goal. Let's go up 17-0. Second quarter, Mike White hits Corey Davis for a three-yard touchdown, 7-17. Seven to 17. And then, oh, my God, the Patriots just <laughs> unload. Uh, Mac Jones hits uh, Bolden for a 15-yard touchdown, and then he hits uh, Hunter Henry for a one-yard touchdown, 31-7 to at halftime. Third quarter, Elijah Moore off the right end for 19 yards, 13-31, to and then it's just all pats after that. Nick Folk, 50-yard field goal is good, 34-13. to And then uh, Damian Harris off the left guard for a three-yard touchdown rush, 41-13. to And then in the fourth quarter, uh, Taylor up the middle for one yard. I think he's. This is a backup, backup <laughs> running back. Forty-seven to thirteen, and then uh, Taylor up the middle for one yard, fifty-four to thirteen. All right, let's try this stats thing one more time. <laughs> All right, your passing leader, uh, Mike White, twenty of thirty-two, two hundred two yards passing, one touchdown, two ints. Leading rusher, Michael Carter, eleven attempts, thirty-seven yards, and leading receiver. Uh, was also Michael Carter, eight catches, 67 yards. For the Patriots, Mac Jones, 24-36, 307 yards passing, two touchdowns. Leading rusher, Damian Harris, 14 attempts on 106 yards and two touchdowns. And a leading receiver, Brandon Bolden, six catches, 79 yards and one touchdown. Next game, Titans smacking up the Chiefs, 27-3. Crazy. I just can't get over this. Like, I was so... On cloud nine, when the Bills beat the Chiefs, 
And then since then, it's like, is it that impressive anymore? I, I think with oh, I like the Titans just smacked them twenty-seven-three. They right. showed no signs of life, none at all. So it's no, nah, like, it, the Chiefs one. I think for the Bills to beat them this year was good to kind of shake that loss off. For They're sure, back from last year. And but as far fair, as the value of the win, it's not looking good right now. But the the only difference to it though is that we did go into Arrowhead. And this game was in Tennessee. So, like, those are little things that kind of make, like, you know, maybe they go into Arrowhead and they beat them, too. But right. <clears throat> I think the fact that Tennessee was home definitely made it uh, an easier way to dominate. You know, oh, it definitely helps. There's no doubt about it. There. It helps. But, yeah, I mean, this is a statement win. I mean, I, I read off Tennessee early this year when Chandler Jones sacked Tannehill five times. And yeah. When they lost the Jets. Yeah. And now they're coming off of, you know, big wins against Buffalo and against Kansas City. You're beating. When you, if you look at their... If you, if you go to the, to the end of the year and then you look at their schedule and it's not even who they lost to, you look at who they beat and you go, oh, they beat the Bills and Chiefs in back-to-back weeks. Like, those are enormous wins in the AFC. Yeah. Like, you're hanging with the big dogs. And people are start didn't really count the Titans in this year. If you were to name, like, the top five teams in the AFC, a lot of people didn't have the Titans in the top five. And, I thought they got worse in free yeah, agency. Even yeah. though they got, like, Julio, I'm just like, yeah. You got Julio, but they're also just such a one-dimensional team. Yeah, Tannehill can throw, but even against the Bills, Derrick Henry was, was – that's all he did was Derrick Henry and that. It's just – it's hard for me to look at that team and think they're well-rounded enough to win a Super Bowl. Like, But they right. have the weapons. But they're just, And they're obviously playing like it. I mean, yeah. obviously postseason what matters, but – yeah. Man, I'm a little scared of the Titans right now. The I Colts am got too. Him next I week. mean, I can't stand Mike Vrabel, but like he, I think he's a great coach. He's a good coach, but he's a dickhead. I he's understand. a dick, but he's a good coach. Like, I mean, he's making adjustments out there to 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 beat these teams every every week. I'm just like the Titans should lose, and then they win. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. I was happy. I did. I did. I, not that I bet on them, but for our weekly picks, I did pick Tennessee to win, and I I didn't expect to be this pick. Bad. That's just, I, I thought the Chiefs would be like, man, we got to rebound show right. ourselves. Like they're a Super Bowl winning team, and I can't stand Tannehill. I like, I think he's good, but I don't think he's anything great. And I feel like for him to be five and two, beating like the best teams in the league, like I just feel like that's just such a inflation of like his actual value as a quarterback. I don't know. I'm just not a big Tannehill fan. No, I got you. I trust but, me. I know a lot of people but, like that. But look at this game. I mean, Derrick Henry carried the ball what, thirty times for didn't even get a hundred yards. Like right, how which show that they, they were, you know that that he was the guy. I and mean, plus, it does, it helps that you know they got great field position. Patrick Mahomes threw yeah. two interceptions, I think, and yeah. he fumbled once. And like that's enough to swing a game. Yeah, he's know? already like on pace. He's gonna. This is gonna be a terrible year, like for him. He's yeah. already beaten out the last. Two years, not combined, but the last two years for interceptions, which total. is crazy because you look at Patty Mahomes and you think the dude's like honestly like a god in the position, like everything he was doing up until this year in his career. It's like people are saying he's going to go down as the best of all time while Tom Brady's still playing, and it's like he's got to win the Super Bowls to even be in close to discussion. You can't be saying that stuff. Yet. That's that's why I don't do that. Listen, right. like Patrick Mahomes' first year, people were like, "Oh, he's a sure he's future Hall of Famer," right? I'm like, really? His first year of playing, exactly. you're, you're going to use that kind of lingo? Right. And I'm like, you never man, know. What I learned happen. that. I'm like, I will not use that lingo because right. uh, if I had used that lingo, you know, uh, Andrew Luck was supposed to be a future Hall of Famer. And look right. how that panned like, out. That's my point. You don't know what could happen. You could have, uh, you could have the player get hurt. You could have the player um, request a trade or something. Like, you just don't know, like, all those other elements. Is that the word? Yeah, elements. Yeah. Like, that play a factor in it. I love how I don't even know the vocab I'm using. But still, (laughs) 
My point you is, though, sound is, like me. yeah, right. I just like, <laughs> sh- you know, spur words out of my mouth and I don't even know what I'm saying. But I like to fake it till I make it. But honestly, like y- you don't use that lingo. You just never know what could happen. And with Patty Mahomes, people are like, oh, he's going in the Hall of Fame. Best, you know, he's going to go down as the best quarterback of all time. And my my all my comparison to that always is I think Aaron Rodgers was the is the most legitimate talented quarterback ever, and he's only what been to one Super Bowl and won it. So one, yeah, he's one, one for one. Yep. Do you can you you can't even put him in discussion, right? With that, it's just you can't. I mean, like I I think that that's my personal opinion, but like you need the accolades to back up. All that, that stuff, yeah. Talk, that's why I don't you know. reach. You know what I mean? It, right. Would have said that, you know. And you know, maybe he has a down year. I mean, this dude's gonna everybody's have a had long, down years. Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, except you know. Tom Brady, but yeah. You know I mean, like Brett Favre. Mahomes is a gunslinger, but like Brett Favre had really right. bad years. Where they're like, uh, do we really want him? Yeah. And listen, oh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes has a lot of external factors to deal with. Um, <laughs> his wife, or nice stu- his fiance, his stupid ass brother, <laughs> and his mom. Um, yeah, and like I'm not trying to go like attack his family, but listen, no. they're a very clear but they're, distraction. They're a clear distraction. That's fair to say that, right? I yeah. mean, it is. It's they're, just, they're just very loud on Twitter, and it's like that, that stuff put plays a, tar- a factor. It, it does. And, it I does. mean, you could tell. I mean, this dude's never played games like this back to back to back, and now you know, you know the way the media is. When these people are talking, their attention's there. And, yeah, and as if I if I'm Patrick Mahomes, there's a sense of. I want to tell my family to shut up, but I also want to defend my family. It's your family. He's in a tough spot. Right. And, he's, you know, he just and, got paid this big contract, and people are yeah. like, oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't think anybody's questioned it yet, but the, no. the timeline of him getting paid to what's yeah. kind of happening. You, you know, my, my bold prediction is not really that bold or spicy. It's I feel like everyone probably thinks this, but I do think he's going to rebound, whether it's next week or the week after, and you're, you're going to see them make the playoffs. You're going to see Patty Mahomes. He's going to have. A, he's going to turn it around. I just don't see him playing like this. All year, um, but I don't think it's, he's going to go down and, and have like a MVP like year the rest of the year. I no, I don't think that he's not playing that type of football. Right I now. swear to God, if I go and look at the MVP odds and Holmes is up there, I'm going to lose my mind. Um, um, I'll Google that while you talk. Please do. All yeah. right, scoring drives. It's definitely the scoring drive tab on this game. Uh, Derek Henry <laughs> threw a touchdown pass to Michael Pruitt, five yard touchdown, seven nothing lead, and then Ryan Tannehill hits AJ Brown for a 24 yard touchdown, fourteen nothing. Second quarter, Randy Bullock, 34-yard field goes good, 17-0 lead. And then Tannehill scrambles off the right end for a two-yard touchdown rush, 24 to nothing. And then, right before halftime, Randy Bullock, 51 yards, uh, field goes good, 27-0 lead at halftime. The only score in the second half was a Harrison Bucker 42-yard field goal to uh, bring KC up to three. And that was that. Uh, your stats on the day, Patrick Mahomes, 20 of 35. 206 yards, one interception. Uh, Chad Henney did play a little bit. I think, oh, yeah, he got rocked. I forgot Mahomes got rocked. Yeah, he did. And, and they kind of pulled him, too. They were just like, yeah. yeah he got, like, knee in the face. It was yeah. completely accidental. But Mahomes is leading rusher, six attempts, 35 yards. And your leading receiver was Byron Pringle, five catches, 73 yards. For the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 21-27, 270 yards passing, one touchdown, one INT. Leading rusher. Derrick Henry, 29 attempts, 86 yards. And the leading receiver was uh, A.J. Brown, eight catches, 133 yards, and a touchdown. Um, question. Sure. Where would you be mad at where, where Patrick Mahomes would be ranked in this MVP? Like, what what's the cutoff of you being, like, okay with that? I don't think he belongs in the top ten. Oof. Nine right now. But that was also two days ago. 
That's not. It should drop off. Right. It's not accounting in. I heard Josh dropped off. Uh, right now, somebody this, said his odds dropped after that slip. Th- this is a random website online. I don't know how it's not okay. Vegas. It's not official Vegas odds. I don't think. I mean, it's it's quoting Vegas odds, but it says Mur- Kyler Murray, uh, number one, Josh Allen, number two, Prescott three, Brady four, Stafford five, Rogers six, and then Lamar, Herbert, Mahomes, then Derrick Henry. I feel like some of that doesn't feel like I would. No, I'm have to take that. a look at that. To Actually. me, right now, it's a clear, clear race to me between Murray, Allen, and Brady. That would be my top three. I need a little bit. I need to see a little bit more from Allen. I got to yeah, see a little and, bit more. And that's kind of. Go- I I think Allen is. Strong. I think Dak deserves to be in the conversation. I I do. Three. I just think yeah. But I got I, I got to see a little bit more from Allen because yeah. there's, he's. He was off to a slow start this year. He picked it up eventually, obviously. But I think you're going to see uh, what's going to help Allen is that the Bills are playing a lot of bum teams right. the rest of the season, and he's going to beat up on them. So I think no matter what, his stats are going to be skewed in his favor. So. Right. No, that's true, too. Um, all right, next game. I don't, there's not much to talk about here. Washington and Green Bay. Green Bay hammered Washington. Uh, twenty-four to ten, they improved to six and one. Washington falls to two and five. Uh, yeah, just disappointing on all fronts for for Washington this year has been uh, blown up in my face. I know I gave him way more credit than I should have, but Same. we don't have to really get into that. Yeah, Green Bay just doing things that Green Bay does, and uh, I like the uniforms today. Those old school. They're not even supposed to be an old school. It's just an alternate. Oh, I thought that was like a. a uh, that's what I thought. I thought nineteen seventies throwback. throwback. I thought, said, that's what I thought. That's what I thought too. But normally, somebody said, just said it was an alternate, and all they did was take the sticker decal off the helmets. Really? Yeah, I do like it. It's it kind of looks college esque, like an it Oregon. Does, yeah, like and it's better. They used to wear blue and yellow way back in the day. And I don't, yeah, I don't like that. Like, that like the darker. But yeah, yeah, those jerseys very are dark, navy blue. Yeah, I don't, I don't like those jerseys. Are ugly, but I like the. I like these alternate jerseys I've seen here and there. Like Washington had one too that looked like Boston College, and I was like, they, they have some like college esque feel to it. It's I don't know, it's kind of cool, right? Um, you know, but Washington, I I low key like thought they might win this game, like as like a stunner. <laughs> they looked okay dog. for a little while, and then Green Bay just kind of opened things up. Yeah, I I don't have a whole lot to say. I just you know McLaurin looked good. That's, yeah, that's he had a couple plus. couple weird drops. He had a weird drop or so. He had a nice touchdown. Yeah. You know. He did. That's a thing. But then that, yeah. Sports. I, 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 I'm trying here. I really am. <laughs> but Green Bay does play Arizona this week, which I'm actually excited for. Nice. So that's a good thing. Um, all right. Your scoring drives. Aaron Rodgers hits Devontae Adams for a 17-yard touchdown pass. Go up 7 nothing, And then uh, Taylor Heineke hits McLaurin for a 40-yard touchdown pass. Tied at 7. Second quarter, Aaron Rodgers hits Alan Lazard for a 10-yard touchdown pass, 14-7 lead. In the third quarter, Rodgers hits Robert Tunyon for a 20-yard touchdown, 21-7 lead. He's alive. I know, finally. <laughs> and I'll just drop off huge. Uh, Mason Crosby, 39-yard field goal is good, 24-7 there. And then uh, blew it. the new kicker, Chris Blewett. I literally was like, what are you talking about? Who blew what? <laughs> He did blow a kick earlier in the day, and they were they, they ripped on his last name for it. But I love it. Forty-five it. yard field goal is good. Twenty-four to ten. Somebody on our Facebook page actually went to school with him. Really? Like, I would the, love the, to be the commentator, like doing the game, where like if they missed a kick to lose it, I'd be like, <laughs> blew it, blew it. Like, oh, they, that would be they, sick. They went in, and I'm just like, this yeah. is not good. They just cut Dustin Hopkins this week. Why'd they do that? I just around for a while. I don't know. Was he a Mormon? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, he might have been. I, I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> who knows with Washington? Uh, <laughs> stats for the day. Taylor Heineke, 25-37, 268 yards passing, one touchdown, one INT. Leading rusher, Taylor Heineke, 10 for 95. And leading receiver, Terry McLaurin, seven catches, 122 yards, one touchdown. For the Packers, Aaron Rodgers, 27-35, 274 yards passing, three touchdowns. Leading rusher, Aaron Jones, six attempts, 19 yards. And your leading receiver, Devontae Adams, six catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. So that is that. We're moving on to another uh, eh, game. Uh, actually, it was actually a fun game, but Falcons and Dolphins. This was probably the best game of the day. I would say so. And I literally looked at all these games you know, throughout the day. All of them screamed meh to me. I just don't. Th- this was just like a weird week to me. I don't know. I don't know if the Bills didn't play, that's why, or what, but. This game, I think, was like the best. You saw Matt Ryan kind of wake up a little bit today. Like, yeah, he was oh. singing it. He was. He did a pretty damn good job. He took it to Miami secondary, and they. Had, I think they're. I think Xavier Howard was out there. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Pitts looked I great. Was just about Calvin to Ridley say, looked he, great. He looked phenomenal. I was nervous because Jamar Chase is an animal, and I picked Pitts over Chase because of fantasy reasons, but. This is a reminder of like, oh, you know, Chase had 202 yards, but Pitts as a tight end at 163, man. Like, that's scary good. Yeah. That's awesome to see. Yeah, he did uh, He did really, really good today. Yeah. Uh, but for the Dolphins, just more disappointment uh, for that fan base, for the, the team. You know, Tua didn't play bad. It's the, I don't even know what to, what to I really I just say. don't know. Like, this team makes no sense. They're one in six. I feel like they shouldn't be, the Dolphins, but they're not good. No. I do like Mike Kosicki, though. That dude gets... Like, yeah, if, he had a nice touchdown. If he was on, like, a legitimate team, I feel like he'd be more in, like, oh, top tight end talks. Because he's athletic. He's... Yeah. I mean, tight end is really thin at the top. He's like a, He's definitely a top half. Oh, Tight end sure. or a top ten at that. But, but I just feel like if they had a be even better. Right. Yeah, no, like I agree. Could really sling it. I agree. Your scoring drives for this game. Tua Tungo Viola starts off with a uh, touchdown pass to Isaiah Ford for a 10-yard touchdown, 7-0 lead there. Uh, Youngway Koo, 33-yard field goal, is good for the Falcons, tied 3-7. Uh, Second quarter, Matt Ryan hits Calvin Ridley for a 5-yard touchdown pass to go up 10-7. And then Youngway Koo, 36-yard field goal is good, 13-7 at halftime. Third quarter, Matt Ryan hits Russell Gage for a 49-yard touchdown to go up 20-7. And then uh, Tua hits Mike Kosicki for a six-yard touchdown pass, 20-14 to there. Fourth quarter, Cordero Patterson off the right tackle for three yards, 27-14. to And Tua hits Miles Gaskin for a seven-yard uh, seven touchdown uh, pass, 21-27. to uh, 27. And then in classic fourth-quarter form for the Falcons, Tua hits uh, Hollins for a 28-27 lead, but in a very unlikely Falcons <laughs> fashion. Uh, they get in the field goal range, and Youngway Koo, 36-yard field goal is good. To seal the victory at thirty to twenty-eight, your stats for the day: Falcons. Matt Ryan, twenty-five of forty, three hundred thirty-six yards passing, two touchdowns, one INT. Leading rusher Cordero Patterson, fourteen attempts, sixty yards, and a touchdown. And your leading receiver was Kyle Pitts, seven catches, one hundred sixty-three yards. For the Dolphins, Tua, thirty-two of forty, two hundred ninety-one yards passing, four touchdowns, two interceptions. Rushing, Miles Gaskin, 15 attempts, 67 yards. And leading receiver, Mike Kosicki, 7 catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. So I know there's a lot of Deshaun Watson rumors running rampant right now. Trade. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to a do you poss- think he's traded by the next time we do this? I I don't know. I as the <sighs> My thing is... Like, I think how- Watson elevates the Dolphins a lot. 
I do, but like with all this stuff going on with him, like legally, I just, right? How do you take a chance? How do you take a chance? And how do you like? Why would you trade for a guy that you literally might not play a game again? I don't know. Uh, it's it's risky. I mean, they, yeah, they could be. But why is he not playing? Because he doesn't tra- want to play for Houston. That's that's what it was. So like, if he's traded today, he would suit up for the Dolphins. He could suit up for the Dolphins. So yeah, he just he's been a healthy like, scratch all. So year he's long. just like I'm done with Houston yeah. because they they just. They didn't confide in him in a lot of things, and yeah. I understand it. Like, they'd ask his opinion on something, and then they do the complete opposite, okay. which is upsetting. You know what I mean? You, go, you see, like, guys like Tom Brady and stuff, and, and again, it's Tom Brady, but when he asks for stuff, when he yeah. asked, when his opinion gets asked, and take, they listen. For Watson, you know, he didn't want to be a Houston South, right? Yeah. Or uh, New, England, uh, New England South. Yeah. You know, they hired that Brian, uh, Bill O'Brien, yeah. and their general manager now just came from New England. Right, Nick Cas- uh, is it Casario? No, I don't know. I know who you're talking about, but you know what I'm doing. You know what I mean. So I just I don't know if he gets traded. What is the trade deadline? You know what week it is? It's uh, it's sometime in November. I think it's the middle of November. I feel like he 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 will get traded this year before the deadline. Oh, he has to. They're That's, sitting on just like right. Yeah. Does he walk away at the end of the year? Like, is the contract? Is there a con? I don't even know his contract right now. He's under contract though. He's right? under contract. He. Did a massive contract. Right. He signed it like in the year after this is all happened. Yeah, so like I don't know. They could obviously wait on it until he gets something they want, but I do think before the trade deadline he's traded. I could see him being traded in the next like two weeks. Yeah, I definitely could. But I definitely could. It's it's, it's certainly it's possible. risky though for any team that gets him. It's a big, right. Big, like big I said, yeah, if 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 Miami ships Tua out, and again we're, we're out, I'm we sorry. have mixed Tua's, Tua's done. I don't he, like him. He he's could. Not he, he most certainly could be. Yeah, but you're also. And Watson can't play. You have nobody to play. Right. You got Jacoby Brissett. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know. That's why I think his trade value has gone down for Watson. And then it's like, you can't trade the guy if you don't get enough return. It's kind of like the Sabres with Jack Eichel. You know, I don't know how much you follow hockey, but uh, enough around here. I know he's yeah, but like that's another thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Like you, you don't trade him because right now we'd be getting nothing back for him, and the dude's probably one of the top ten players in the league. So it's just that's a tough situation for. For the Texans and, no. and and the team like the Dolphins that could benefit by getting Watson, you know, certainly, certainly, we will be talking a little bit about yeah, that's definitely going to make conversation this week for our discussion topic episode. Uh, next up, Las Vegas and Philadelphia. All right, Las Vegas, Philadelphia Raiders win thirty three to twenty two to improve to five and two. There is no John Gruden hangover. They're, they're two and zero oh since Gruden uh, got booted, and Philadelphia still sucks. That that kind of speaks volume though volumes though for the Raiders like how good they are yeah like and I'm not saying they're amazing but I'm just saying if you're you lose your head coach who the players go out there and they play for the head coach you know uh, for them to just to, to rebound and go two and zero from that just shows you that they must have a tight knit group over there. Um, Derek Carr balled out, dude. He had like two or three in- incompletions the whole game. Yeah, he had a, like sixteen straight at one which point. Was, yeah, that was phenomenal to see. And and Jalen Hurts is, you know, he's he's decent. But uh, I, the thing with him, though, <laughs> yeah, right. The thing with him, though, is that like, is very generous of you to say. I just feel like as a fan who watches the game or watches him play, I don't. He doesn't necessarily like turn the ball over, but he. Something he does a lot is he'll have so many, like, just random, like, three and outs. And it's just, like, that is a turnover to me, essentially. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. He's got to improve his decision-making on, like, third down. 
Uh, I mean, that'll come with time. The supporting cast right now doesn't help him. No, but dude, they got a receiver in uh, Smith. What, uh, what I'm blanking on his first name, Devontae. Devontae, yeah. Yeah, like that dude's legit to me. Like they traded up to get him, I think, too. Yeah, they traded like, with Dallas. It, like he's he's good to me. He they, like they need to be targeting him more. Um, and I know they try to, but sometimes I feel like that now they're trying to force the ball, and then Hurts trying to force the ball is not a good option. No, and it's just they're not going to win. It does not. Yeah. So yeah, it's a messy situation, Philadelphia. And, and can I tell you my second fantasy fail? Yes, of, absolutely. Oh, okay, great. Um, you know, I love embarrassing <laughs> myself. But uh, I last I said it last week, but last week I dropped Kenyon Drake like a couple days before the oh, game. God. Gruden gets let go. Everyone's saying, okay, like something's might change. Drake goes off this week. Drake another touchdown, seventy yards. It's like this dude had like four snaps a game, <laughs> and then I drop him. And then all of a sudden, this dude comes back to life. It's like, all right, why? Why am I cursed? He was was a little elite today, and I'm not going to lie. I mean, Josh Jacobs went out, but uh, Kenny Drake balled out. Yeah, he did. I mean, he had a a good game. He averaged like five yards of carry, and he got a touchdown. Like, Can't ask for much more than that. Not at all. Not at all. All right, your scoring drives for this game. Jalen Hurts hits Kenneth Gainwell for a 13-yard touchdown to go up 7-0 for the Eagles. And then Derek Carr hits Foster Morrow. For an 18-yard touchdown, tied at 7. Foster Morrow stepping in big time for uh, an out Darren Waller. Second quarter, Josh Jacobs off the left end for 8 yards. 14-7 lead for the uh, for the Raiders. And then Dan Carlson is a 28-yard field goal. 17-7 lead. Third quarter, Kenny Drake, 4 yards off the right guard. 24-7 lead. And then there, uh, Derek Carr hits Brandon Edwards, Byron Edwards. Brian Edwards, that's what it is. We're going with that. Yes, one yard <laughs> touchdown. No, our buddy Ryan Hope Bailey loves Brian Edwards. So, um, it's D- Brian Edwards for a one yard touchdown, thirty to seven. Eagles get a touchdown. Boston Scott up the middle for one yard. Uh, four, thirty to fourteen lead there, and then fourth quarter, uh, Dan Carlson is a thirty nine yard field goal, thirty three to fourteen, and then uh, garbage time. Jalen Hurts hits uh, hits Jalen Ragor for a seventeen yard touchdown. Stats on the day, Eagles, Jalen Hurts, 18 of 34, 236 yards passing, two touchdowns. Leading rusher, Jalen Hurts, also 13 attempts, 61 yards. And the leading receiver was Dallas Goddard, three catches, 70 yards. For the Raiders, Derek Carr, 31 of 34, 323 yards passing, two touchdowns, one INT. Leading rusher, Kenyon Drake, 14 attempts, 69 yards. Nice. And a touchdown. (laughs) touchdown. The leading receiver was Foster Morrow. Uh, six catches, 60 yards, and a touchdown. That is that. Next up, we have the Lions and the Rams. Jared Goff's uh, homecoming game spoiled <laughs> by his, uh, his own hand. It's, it was. Uh, it's funny watching this matchup because it's like these two teams literally just swapped quarterbacks. Yeah. And then one team's 0-7 and, and the other team's like a Super Bowl contending team. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's crazy. I know. I actually really felt like I was... Detroit was vilified for me because, and rightfully so, because you hated to see Matt Stafford. They wasted wasted. this dude's career. Correct. And that guy deserves to be in a situation where he can at least hit the playoffs and go to a Super Bowl. And, I mean, you know, normally, like, yeah, your best player, like, on your team, the quarterback can carry you, but... You, it's a 53-man roster. You need some help. Right. You know, and Stafford has been a baller since he came in the league, and he's just been completely underrated because the Lions just suck. Yeah, they're bad. They're bad. They're bad. Every year they're bad. They just, I don't know what that is. They're just stuck in that purgatory of, like, 
hire GMs, hire coaches, change the system. And then as they're doing this, they're drafting players that just aren't sticking. I wanted I wanted Detroit to win this game so bad because I really? felt that bad for Jared Goff. Yep, I did. I feel I bad for Jared did. Goff, but like at the same time, I feel like... Did you hear about their bre- the, the, the whole breakup? I I saw something so, about how Sean McVay felt bad or something about what happened. Jared Goff hung up the phone on, according to Jay Glazer, um, Sean Mc, Jared Goff hung up the phone on on Sean McVay when he told him he was getting traded to the Lions, and then they actually they accidentally were seated next to each other, close to each other in a restaurant like a month. Uh, Who so, McVay and 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 Goff? They yeah. were doing two separate things, and uh, it was really awkward. Like. Did they talk to each other? Apparently, McVeigh walked over to him and talked for like a minute. But yeah, Goff is not a fan of McVeigh. <laughs> after that, understandably so. You go from you know, you know, super- I get that. But how much blame is that on McVeigh and the with the GM with the president of the team? Um, oh, there's a lot. And you know, and I understand being upset because well, at least if I'm from from Goff's standpoint, you're in the Super Bowl and you came close, right? But realistically, if you have to understand it's a business, no matter what situation you're in. And if I'm Jared Goff, I understand being salty, but if I'm him, that should motivate you. To be better. To be better. Because clearly they didn't think he was good enough to get them that Super Bowl. Right. And, this, and the Rams have a win-now team. Can't blame them for trying to get someone to improve. Like, that's that's what you do in a business. You, no, it's true. You improve. It's true. So, he definitely got it. Yeah. And, and, and again, someone from my standpoint, who I've said this every week, I have a Jared Goff signed helmet in my room. I, <laughs> I would love for this guy to be good, and I'd love for this guy to win a Super Bowl. Um, and I would have loved for him to stay on the Rams because he's a Rams helmet, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. It is. Um, yeah, Rams uh, beat him 20-19. to Lions actually showed up pretty good defensively. Yeah. You can definitely tell they were trying to – it felt like they were trying to do it for Jared. Yeah, and it was close. But I think this was a game, if there was one takeaway from this, it's Cooper Cup is elite. Oh yes, hundred percent. He's just elite, one hundred percent. I played. He was on my fantasy team this week and helped me win a game, and he's also helping me lose a game in another league. So, oh nice, love him, hate him. Yeah, uh, love it. your scoring drives for this game: Jared Goff hits uh, DeAndre Swift for sixty-three yards and a touchdown, seven nothing lead for the Lions. They followed up by an Austin Siebert thirty-seven yard field goal, ten nothing lead early on. Matt Gay hits a thirty-three yard field goal for the Rams, ten to three lead. Uh, for the Lions, and then Siebert hits a 47-yard field goal to go up 13-3 at the end of the first quarter. Second quarter, uh, Stafford hits Van Jefferson for an 11-yard touchdown pass, 13-10. And then uh, he hits Cooper Cup for a two-yard touchdown, 17-13 lead. And the Lions close up the half with a 41-yard field goal, 16-17. Third quarter scoring, Siebert takes the lead, 19-17, uh, with a 31-yard field goal. And then Stafford hits another touchdown, Cooper Cup for five yards. And uh, the final score of the game was a Matt Gay 47-yard field goal, 28-19 lead. And that was that. Your stats for the game, Jared Goff, 22 of 36, 268 yards passing, one touchdown, two INTs. Leading rusher, Jamal Williams, 12 attempts, 57 yards. And your leading receiver, Khalif Raymond, six catches, 115 yards. For the Rams, Matthew Stafford, 28 of 41, 334 yards passing, three touchdowns. Leading rusher, Daryl Henderson. 15 attempts, 45 yards, and your leading receiver, Cooper Cup. 10 catches, 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Elite. Elite. <laughs> Next two games were, uh, were blowouts. We'll get through these quickly. Not much to talk about with these. Bucks, Bears. Bucks win 38-3. Uh, 
Brady throws his 600th touchdown pass. Yep. And he's up to 602 or 603 right and now. And then uh, Mike Evans threw it away. Yes. Yeah, the, the Tampa Bay guy had to go and negotiate it for it. Did you see what Jim Nance said? Yeah. yeah. Worst negotiator ever. Yeah, he's like, that was a bad deal. And it's like, what are you going to do? Like, <laughs> You leave. Hold- and then you negotiate for 100000 uh, <sighs> You just pay for your kid's college. I, oh, that's actually not a bad idea. Right? Would they give it to him? I think. I feel like if you're in the NFL, they'd be like, just give me the ball. They just bully him take it. Right, you probably try to run out. Yes, Curry probably bust him. It'd be weird. I thought there was like a rule where, like, if they caught a ball in the stands, like the NFL has the right to take it back. <laughs> Is that not a thing? Did I make that up? Maybe I made that up. Wait, say that again. I thought it was a thing where, like, if the ball is like enters the stands, it's like, like a fine. No, it's like like the NFL can just go take that ball back. I'm not 100 percent certain about that. Like, I feel like I heard that, but then now that I'm speaking it out loud in a podcast for everyone to hear me, I feel like I'm wrong. <laughs> you but... might be right. I mean, obviously they did it today, yeah. essentially. Well, I mean, but they but they gave him what is judge signed jersey and another game ball or whatever, Un- undisclosed, undisclosed. Yeah. But there's there's really not much to talk about besides you know Brady being being great and, and uh, Chicago is bad. And and that's my other point is you know Chicago's bad in. I I think Justin Fields sucks. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, like you know when like you have a you rookie. Think? You know when you have a rookie. <laughs> you know when you have a rookie. Qu- yeah, <laughs> Captain Obvious over here. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have some, I have some groundbreaking points here. But man, I have some hot takes. I can I can spot a, an onion when I see an onion. You know, I just I. I like to believe in potential flashes when you see a rookie quarterback. Oh, yeah. Oh, you suck to this game. But those four plays show you that you can do it. When I watch Justin Fields play a game, there is, like, nothing I see in him that's, like, he's going to be good. Like, right, I don't see Not anything. Spurt, I don't see right. anything at yeah, all. Everybody like, kept calling for it, right? We want, we want Fields. And then Andy Dalton's just sitting there on the sidelines like, these motherfuckers. I know, yeah. Honestly, like it's you know, honestly, like Dalton. The, the team looked better with Dalton. Honestly, in the Dal- Dalton should be playing. I, he he really should be playing. And and maybe be Fields what you gets wish it. For. And, yeah, and maybe Fields gets it together. But dude, he does not look good. I just I don't know. He doesn't look good. No, I feel like Ohio, I, I know it's cliche to say, but I feel like Ohio State quarterbacks are never that good anymore. No, it's definitely and, uh, it's a, it's a trend and it's a continuing trend. Yeah, and, and it's not fair to say because like how many quarterbacks are actually good. Gotta come out of college, like really, right? But know. Ohio State is an extra super stigma against it, right? So yeah, so you know, my my hot take fields is bad. I d- okay, <laughs> I agree, I agree. Scoring drives for this game, the Bucks open up. Leonard Fournette with a two yard touchdown rush, seven to nothing lead, and then Brady hits Chris Godwin for four yards. I'm just gonna run through the, the touchdowns. It's a lot. Brady hits Mike Evans, twenty one to nothing lead. Second quarter. Cairo Santos hits a 28-yard field goal to go up three uh, to, to not go up, um, just get on the board three to 21, and then I'm just going to read off the rest of the touchdowns. Brady hits Mike Evans for two yards, then Brady hits Mike Evans for eight yards. No scores in the third quarter. Then Ryan Suckup hits a 22-yard field goal to put the game away 38 to three. Stats on the day: Justin Fields 22 of 32, 184 yards passing, three interceptions. Leading rusher Khalil Herbert, 18 attempts on 100 yards, and your leading receiver Cole Komet. Five catches, 43 yards. For the Bucks. Tom Brady, 20 of 36, 211 yards passing, four touchdowns. Leading rusher, Leonard Fournette, 15 attempts, 81 yards and a touchdown. And a leading receiver, Chris Godwin, eight catches, 111 yards and a touchdown. 
All right, that is that. Our fun. Oh, excuse me. Our next game. We do have one more game later on today. Uh, Texans and Cardinals. It was actually really close for a bulk of the game. It was really weird. Yeah, you know the Texans had a commanding five nothing lead. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking to myself, the Texans might pull away uh, if the Cardinals pull the goalie. But I don't know. Uh, you know the game was a blowout. I think everyone expected that. Uh, Fun, funny, somewhat funny. Okay, maybe it's not that funny, but my dad likes to put picks in uh, when he, you know, every week he'll go down to the the sports book at the casino and put some bets in, and he always bets like twenty bucks to win like thirty bucks. Like, yeah, I don't know. he doesn't really know what he's doing. I don't think, but it's funny to watch him do it. And hey, he comments on your stuff. I ain't saying nothing. Yeah, yeah, right. He does. He loves his podcast. You get, too. You get he's so, pulling the belt out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, he's gonna. This is how I'm gonna test him to see if he listens because. You know, if he makes it this far in the podcast, then, <laughs> then, then he'll have some choice words for me. But, you know, he uh, he bet on the games, and he likes to do parlays. Yeah. And, and he took the Cardinals on the money line. I'm like, I don't know how much you know about betting, but they were like minus. 19 and a half. It was 19 and a half. So 19 and a half, that was the, that was the spread. Yeah. So he took them just Cardinals straight up to just win. So the money line was like the odds were like minus two thousand. So like the difference. So the point being, he puts them on the ticket, and really like the bet made it win go like go from winning let's say thirty dollars to like thirty one. There was just no point in putting them on the ticket. I got the loss was not worth it, and I was just dying laughing. I'm like, I was getting worried too because like it was like only a nineteen point game for yeah. Once the score started open up, I was like, oh, this Vegas man, dude. Vegas knows they know. They're all they they must have like some psychics or something. They have to. Yeah, they have to. Right. Um. All right. Let's. Yeah. Let's finish this one up real quick. Arizona ended up blowing them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, scoring drives for this game. Safety, uh, Kyler Murray. Wait, I'm on the scoring drives, right? Yeah, Kyler yeah. Murray got safety in the yeah. end zone. 2 nothing lead for Houston. And then uh, Kaimi Fairbairn, 53-yard field goal is good. 5 nothing lead there. Commanding lead. Commanding lead. 5 nothing, And that was it. Second <laughs> quarter, Kyler Murray hits uh, DeAndre Hopkins for a one-yard touchdown. And then Kyler Murray hits Christian Kirk for a five-yard touchdown. Matt Prater hits a 31-yard field goal. Kyler Murray hits Zach Ertz, brand-new Arizona Cardinals Zach Ertz, for a 47-yard touchdown. And James Conner up the middle for 18 yards to put the game away. Uh, Can I I, I have a fun fact? Absolutely. Do you know what Scorigami is? Yes, I've seen it. I love it on Twitter. This was a Scorigami. It was a new score? It was the 1,068th unique final score in NFL history. That's so cool. I love it. It's a very good account to follow, everybody. Yeah, it's just random facts. It is. It's stupid, but it's fun. (laughs) It is really neat. Uh, Your stats for the day, Davis Mills, 23 of 32, 135 yards passing, leading rusher. David Johnson, seven attempts, 25 yards, big woof. And leading receiver, Nico, Co- oh, bigger woof. Two catches, 28 <laughs> yards. I had Brandon Cooks. He's been all right in fantasy, and today was not his day. Bigger woof. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray, 20 of 28, 261 yards passing, three touchdowns, one INT. Leading rusher, Chase Edmonds, 15 attempts, 81 yards. And your leading receiver, A.J. Green, three catches, 66 yards. Next up, Sunday Night Football, Colts and 49ers. All righty, your final game of the night. San Francisco falls to Indianapolis at home, 18-30. to Going to 2-4. and four. The Colts improved to 3-4 and four on the season. A uh, very, very wet game. Very, very slippery game. Turnovers galore. Um, but a good game between two hungry teams, I would dare so say. Uh, Jimmy G made his return. Didn't play terribly. But again, weather conditions made things very, very interesting throughout the evening for both teams. Here are your scoring drives for this game. 
So first quarter, first uh, drive actually. Elijah Mitchell up the middle for a uh, 14-yard touchdown rush, six nothing lead, and Joey Sly 34-yard field goal is good, nine nothing lead. The Colts respond back. Carson Wentz hits a 11-yard uh, touchdown pass to Moeley Cox, making the score seven to nine, and then Joey Sly hits a 56-yard field goal, making the score 12 to seven. Carson Wentz takes the ball in to his own hands, 13-12, to take the lead. And then Jonathan Taylor up the middle for a five-yard touchdown rush. And then in the fourth quarter, Jimmy Garoppolo hits Debo Samuel for a 14-yard touchdown, uh, making the score 20-18. The Colts hit a 42-yard field goal from Michael Badgley, 23-18 lead. And the the final points of the game, Carson Wentz hits uh, Michael Pittman for a 28-yard, 28-yard, excuse me, touchdown. Uh, make the score 30-18. Your stats on the day, Carson Wentz, 17-26, 150 yards and two touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor, 18 attempts, 107 yards and one touchdown. And your leading receiver, Michael Pittman, four catches, 105 yards and one touchdown. For the 49ers, Jimmy G, 16-27, 181 yards, one touchdown, two INTs. Leading rusher, Elijah Mitchell, 18 attempts, 107 yards and a touchdown. And your leading receiver, Debo Samuel, seven catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. But that is a wrap, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of David and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.